Welcome to the Limitless Mindset Podcast. This podcast will teach you to acquire superhuman mental abilities and hack your reality. In this episode, we discuss one of Jonathan's favorite subjects, drinking alcohol. We share the top four healthiest types of alcohol and five essential dietary supplements you need to be taking if you're drinking. a listener participation request for you. If you've drank an alcohol in your life, and I think the majority of the people that listen to this podcast have, I'd like you to think back to the most interesting bad decision you've ever made while under the influence, and I'd like you to share that story in the comments section of this episode. So this is not like the story of the time that you crashed your car into a tree, or the time you got arrested, or the time you got in a fight, or the time that you got in an argument with your loved one. I don't want to hear those sad stories. I'm interested in hearing the antidotes and the funny stories and the episodes that you were able to actually learn a lesson from while drinking. So this is like the time that you tried to break dance at the company party, but you can't really break dance and you accidentally kicked your shoe off and hit your boss's wife in the face. Those are the kind of stories that we want to hear. Or the time that you tried to sing karaoke in a language that you did not know. If you've got a story like that, please head on over to our website, LimitlessMindset.com, and share it with us in the comments section of this episode. I'll share mine first. So the worst decision, the worst, most entertaining decision that I've ever made while under the influence of alcohol was the time that I drank a ranch teeny. So what had happened was me and my roommate several years ago, had gotten a new place in the downtown part of our city. We had just signed our lease, and it was a Saturday afternoon, so we were in the mood to celebrate. And we headed out and had a night out on the town of shots and bottle service and had a great time. Got fairly inebriated. And we decided, since our new place was downtown, we should just walk home and crash at our new place. One of the advantages of living in the central urban part of your city. So we headed home, and we were greeted with an apartment with no furniture in it. 
Because we had just signed our lease. We had it moved in beds, tables, couches, and we had wood floors. As this was a historical building in a historical downtown neighborhood of Denver. So I decided, well, I didn't have a whole lot of options, so I laid down on the wood floor and tried to fall asleep. And I'm not sure if any of you have ever tried to sleep on a wood floor, but it's it's very uncomfortable. Not only was I on the wood floor, but I was also wearing a suit because I had some business meetings that day and we were going out to party, so I was wearing my suit, trying to cuddle up in a little ball and kind of sleep on my arm on the wood floor of this apartment. It was also wintertime, so it was kind of cold and the heating wasn't that great in the building or we haven't had our heating turned on yet. I forget which was the case. And I was so uncomfortable trying to fall asleep on this wooden floor that I tried to think of a solution to the pickle that I found myself in. And that's when I remembered that we had a bottle of Velveteer vodka, which is pretty good vodka that we had picked up that day in anticipation of our celebratory mood that evening. So I headed to the refrigerator and I opened up the refrigerator and in the refrigerator stared at me a bottle of Velveteer vodka and a bottle of ranch dressing. And for some reason, I decided it would be a great idea to create a mixed drink of the Velveteer vodka and the ranch dressing together and that that would knock me out because I knew that I would need a very tall shot of Velveteer to do the job. So I created a mixed drink and luckily we had one spoon already. We'd moved in an odd assortment of items. None of the important stuff, but we'd moved in a spoon and ranch dressing and Velveteer. And so I stirred it up and I drank all of it. And it was a little bit worse than you would imagine it being. However, it did the job. It knocked me out. And I woke up the next morning on that cold f wooden floor. The first thing I saw was that was a glass full of what remained of the ranch teeny. And that's the worst decision I've ever made under the influence of alcohol. In fact, I've never had a DUI, been arrested, destroyed anything valuable, knocked up a crazy woman, been in a bad fight. I've never really hurt anyone close to me because of alcohol. And I've drank socially quite frequently, actually, for the past eight years, approximately. I spent several years doing business and learning some really valuable life lessons in the nightlife business in my town, which, as you can imagine, entails a lot of social drinking. So if there's anyone out there that can say that alcohol has actually made their life better, it's me. If that's a weird thing to hear, believe me, it's a weird thing to say. So I think that qualifies me as a subject matter expert on the oxymoronic topic of healthy alcohol consumption.
But before we dive into that topic, I'd like to give a shout out to two listeners of the podcast that went into their iTunes interface and left some reviews of the podcast in iTunes. So the first is from BZ805. He said, changing your mind for the better. Five stars. After listening to this podcast, I did a bit of self-reflection on my life and realized I have the power to change for the better. The points made by the host really resonated with me. I now feel more motivated to supercharge my brain power and set goals that are both real and attainable. The multitude of topics really travel across the self-improvement spectrum. I have never listened to another, another podcast like it before. It's like I just bought the ultimate craftsman tool set and am ready to put it to work. Wow. Thanks, BZ805. We also heard from Lan Hayden. He said, recommended, five stars. Boom. I recommend checking out the digital commodity flipping episode. I was able to turn a tidy profit using the technique they explain in that episode. Thanks, John and Woody. Wow. So that's so cool. So that was episode number 15. It was called 5,000 to 10,000% ROI flipping strategy. And it's really cool to hear that at least one of our listeners has made some money off of doing that. It's completely free to do. Well, actually, it's not completely free. It costs $7 to do. Not the episode of the content, but to do the actual business transaction, it'll cost you about $7. So if you'd like to hear some more about that, please check out episode number 15. So thanks again, the two of those, for leaving their thoughts in iTunes on the show. If you listen to this episode, at the end of this episode, if you feel like you've learned some valuable knowledge that's going to make your life better. I would really appreciate it personally if you'd go into iTunes and drop us a five-star review with your thoughts of the show. And what that does, it makes me feel great, obviously, whenever people say that they appreciate the hard work that we're doing here at Limitless Mindset. But more importantly, it increases the show's visibility. So if you feel like this is content that's helpful to you and you feel like it could help other people, if you leave us a review in iTunes, it will help us to accomplish that goal by moving it up higher in the iTunes rankings. So Homer Simpson said that alcohol is the cause and solution to all of society's problems. And alcohol, at least in Western society, is kind of a Alcohol and the negative effects of alcohol are kind of a ubiquitous thing. They're kind of something that we just accept as a part of life, and we call it a vice for that reason. And in this episode, we're going to have a little bit of fun. As you can tell, we've got a few jokes about drinking, but we want to face the fact that alcohol can and will kill you if you let it. In 2011, there was a landmark study conducted that involved eight 
different countries. It was a really large study of a large sample size. And they found that one out of 10 men who get cancer get it because of alcohol. For women, it's one out of 30, which makes sense because women drink less than men. And so we want to recognize that alcohol is very much a double-edged sword, that while it has value of making life a little bit more enjoyable, of lubricating social encounters, while it can be valuable sometimes, even in a business sense, to create rapport with another person, alcohol is a double-edged sword. And it does have the potential to kill you, and it does kill a lot of people, and it does have the potential to make your life worse. And that's why it's very, very important to practice some solid biohacking while you are drinking. So, okay, this is the primary biological problem with alcohol, is that it converts into something called acetylahide. When it goes into your body and alcohol interacts with your liver and it interacts with the other chemistry that's going on in your body, it very consistently gets turned into something called acetylhyde. And acetylhyde is classified officially by the International Agency for Research on Cancer as a carcinogen. Acetylhyde actually resequences your DNA. Acetylhyde will attack the chromosomal sequence of your DNA and switch up the orders of it. And that's why it's such a potent cancer-causing substance, is that when your DNA gets resequenced and the cells start reproducing, these freak cells with incorrect DNA messages start reproducing and they keep doing that and they keep doing that and eventually it turns into cancer that can kill you. And this is why 10% of all men that have cancer get it because of alcohol. So we want to take that very, very seriously. And that's why it's really going to be worthwhile for you to listen to this entire episode. And it's really going to be worthwhile for you to look into some of the supplements that we're going to recommend to counteract this process occurring in you when you drink. So a couple of the bad things that acetylhyde does, it suppresses your immune system, so you're more likely to get sick. Have you ever noticed that you drank, you were on the edge of getting sick, and then you had a binge drinking night, and then you officially got sick after that? That has to do with it hurting your immune system. It fries your liver. Over time, it destroys your liver. Uh, it makes your liver less effective at processing alcohol. It attacks your mind, and it causes premature dementia. It causes all sorts of sexual problems. It causes erectile dysfunction. It makes it significant. It makes it more difficult to orgasm. Alcohol causes you to age faster. And this is interesting. Oxidative stress combined with acetylhyde has a profound impairment of your body's natural antioxidant systems. It depletes the stores of a compound called glutathione. And this is kind of a vicious cycle because a lot of people drink 
to deal with stress. And so the oxidative stress is a sign usually that your antioxidant levels are low to begin with and then you're compounding the problem by introducing all this acetylhyde into your system. And so your DNA at this point is just at the mercy of this really destructive, terrible acetylhyde. So one of the first biohacks for drinking in a quote-unquote healthy way is to make sure that your antioxidant levels are really high. Another negative effect of acetylhyde is that it causes skin wrinkles. So have you ever had the experience of looking at an old photograph of a friend who you've known for a long time and you know that this friend is kind of a heavy drinker and when you looked at this photo of them from years ago you remarked how smooth their face looked. And when you go and look at their face now, it just has all these wrinkles and trenches in it and age marks in their face, and their face looks so much more aged. A lot of that is caused by alcohol as well. And then a final negative, a final immediate negative effect of acetylhyde is that it gives you a hangover. So that feeling of productivity lull, that feeling of not wanting to eat, of not wanting to do anything the next day, that lack of productivity that you have after a night of drinking, that is primarily because of the acetylhyde. And hangovers are also one of those things that in our society, they're kind of ubiquitous. And they're, they're almost kind of ubiquitous in a humorous way. If your friend tells you that they have a hangover, then you say, well, I hope it was worth it. I hope you had a great time drinking and getting drunk and it's worth the hangover that you have. And there's even, you know, this hilarious comedy movie about these guys who have a hangover in Las Vegas. But let's face what a hangover is. A hangover is your body telling you that it is flooded with acetylhyde. A hangover is your DNA crying out to you that it is being attacked and resequenced by acetylhyde. A hangover is cancer cells in your body starting to grow all over the place. And those cancer cells, they want to continue to grow. And it's just by the, the grace of our immune systems and by the antioxidants and the good things that we're putting in our body that those cancer cells don't develop into something really problematic. So a hangover is something that should always be avoided. A hangover is a very, very bad sign. The first and most important step to biohacking your boozing is to block that conversion of alcohol into acetylhyde. And there's two very affordable supplements that I'm going to recommend you take every time you drink to make sure this happens. That is vitamin C and then another supplement you may not have heard of before. It's called N-acetylcysteine. And so with your vitamin C, you're going to be good taking like a 250 milligram capsule or one of those vitamin C chewables. With the N-acetylcysteine, you want to take 100 milligrams of N-acetylcysteine 
per drink. And I believe the link on our website that we have to N-acetylcysteine is to 600 milligram pills. So if you had six drinks one night, that would be a great dosage to take. However, most of the time, if you're, you know, grabbing dinner, grabbing happy hour with friends, you'll have like three drinks. So if you were going to have three drinks, then you'd want to cut that 600 milligram pill in half. And that will do a pretty good job of blocking the acetylhyde. A few other supplements that help with that are folic acid, selenium, and B vitamins. And so a lot of you, if you have a fairly robust supplement intake, you're already getting a good dosage of folic acid, selenium, and B vitamins. But if you aren't and you have a night of boozing ahead of you, it's probably a pretty good idea to make sure that you've got those nutrients in your system as well. Step two of biohacking boozing is to detox your liver from the damage that you've done to it. So vitamin B1, alpha lipoic acid, and liposuchal glutathione do a great job at this. Ideally, you want to take all three of those on a regular basis and definitely after you're drinking. If you can't afford all three of those, then at least make sure that you have some B vitamins in your system. Liposuchal glutathione is really important if you've got, say, a bachelor, bachelorette party or a big holiday party ahead of you. If you anticipate a night of heavy drinking, it's a really good idea to get some liposuchal glutathione in your system pretty close to the time of alcohol consumption. Step three of biohacking your boozing is that you want to clean up the mycotoxins. So inevitably in any alcohol, we've taken steps one and two, so hopefully we're going to have a very minimal level of acetylhyde in our system, but we're still going to have some of these toxins that are a byproduct of the alcohol fermentation process. And a great way to clean up those is activated charcoal. So if you take like one capsule per drink of 260 milligram activated charcoal, that will do a pretty good job of cleaning up those toxins and preventing them from hurting you. If you've just been drinking vodka, you can, for the most part, skip on the activated charcoal since it has a very minimal effect on the toxins that are in vodka. So that's steps one, two, and three most important. Step four, not so important, is that like I said, alcohol is going to do some damage to your skin. It is going to make you look a little bit older. You probably even notice this a couple times where you'll have a night of really heavy drinking and then you'll wake up in the morning and you'll look at your face and your face just won't look quite so vivacious and alive. A lot of times that's the alcohol. So I recommend 
taking some, spreading some DMAE cream on your skin or taking some L-tyrosine. And so DMA and L-tyrosine, as those of you who listen to this podcast know, are actually nootropics that work to make your mind sharper. And they also improve your skin complexion and they make you look better. What's interesting when I look at the list here of the various vitamins and nutrients that you take to counteract these negative effects of alcohol is a lot of these are the same vitamins and nutrients that you'll find in the nootropic brain supplements and smart drugs that we recommend quite frequently here on the podcast. So if you're doing the right kind of things already to keep your brain in tip-top condition, it's going to protect your mind and your body from alcohol. So what's the cost of biohacking your boozing? Well, the cost of these five supplements that it's a very good idea for you to take whenever you're drinking adds up to about 15 cents per drink, which in my opinion is a pretty phenomenal bargain. When you think that taking these supplements, which with each drink is going to rid your life of hangovers, it's going to make you much more healthy, and it's going to do a pretty good job of almost guaranteeing that you're never going to get cancer from alcohol like so many people do. So, you're thinking, great, I'm going to start doing this as part of my social drinking. So you head over to the Limitless Mindset website, go to the show notes for this page, and I've got links to all of these supplements. If you order all five of them in the quantities that I'm recommending in the show notes, it will last you between a year to two years, depending upon how much you are drinking. Now you might be wondering, okay, so should I take these supplements before I drink? Should I take them after I drink? Or should I take them while I'm drinking? Well, looking at the research, it indicates that it mostly works about the same whether you take it before, during, or after. However, what I would do, my personal preference, is that I would go and take the pills out, and I would put them in a little container, and I would take them with me, and I would do all of them right in front of my friends before we started drinking. In fact, I might even bring enough so that my friends can take them too, so that I can bulletproof my friends boozing because I want my friends to be around for a while. I don't want them to get to get cancer. And this will be a great way of making a little bit of scene at the bar, but also showing people that you are a limitless individual, even while you're boozing. So which type of alcohol is most healthy? Or to make that statement more accurate, which type of alcohol is least toxic? That would be vodka, potato vodka specifically, because vodka that comes from grain has gluten in it, which is really bad for your mind and body. So the kinds of vodka I'd recommend that are going to have the least damaging toxins are going to be like Chopin. And Chopin is a premium brand of vodka. It's actually the highest rated 
potato brand of vodka. So I love you, Grey Goose and Velveteer, but you gotta go. I'm gonna make room for chopping in my liquor cabinet. Also, Luxusawa in Europe is a good potato vodka that's very inexpensive. And Glacier Vodka in the USA, which actually comes from Idaho, because there's a lot of potatoes in Idaho. That one will make sense to our American listeners. I'm going to put a list up, or I'm going to put a link on the show notes to some more popular vodka potato brands. Now, the problem we run into with vodka is kind of the same problem that we run into with coffee, which is that people add a bunch of stuff to it that makes it not so healthy. So when you think about the kind of mixers that people put in vodka, things like energy drinks, things like sugary fruit juices, these are not limitless things to be putting in our body along with alcohol. So a couple of suggestions I'd like you to try. Put pomegranate tea or strong green tea in with your vodka. That's going to be really delicious and it's going to be giving you a ton of antioxidants at the same time. Another thing you might want to try that would be really delicious would be vodka and coconut water. And so coconut water also tons of antioxidants in it. The second least toxic liquor is gin, actually. And so with gin, I'm not a huge gin drinker, but when I do try gin, I usually have the Bombay Sapphire Gimlet, and it's delicious. One of the most delicious drinks you'll ever have. It has a lot of lime flavor in it, and lime is actually a good thing for you also. So I'd recommend the Bombay Sapphire if you're drinking gin. And then in third place is tequila, the the liquor so infamous for causing bad decisions. So maybe that will be the source. Maybe tequila will be the source of some of the stories that our listeners share in our comments section. Tequila kind of has the same problem as vodka. People put a ton of sugary stuff in it. They put a ton of salts and stuff in it. So I recommend trying tequila with green tea. Obviously, that have to be pretty good tequila. Otherwise, the tequila taste is going to overcome the green tea taste, but I think tequila and green tea, tequila and pomegranate, tequila and coconut water, mmm, that would just be delicious, and it'll flood your system with all those antioxidants. Okay, what are the liquors that are on the other side of the spectrum that are most toxic? Well, that's going to be your dark liquors, your rum, your bourbon, your cognacs, those liquors that you know they're not very good for you because you just have a raging hangover anytime you drink those. Those ones are probably a good idea to steer clear of on most occasions. Let's talk now about beer. So I like beer and consider myself something of a beer snob, but I do not keep beer in my home. I only drink beer maybe once a week 
when I'm out with friends. And that's because beer as a category is the worst offender if we're asking which alcohol contains the most toxins. If you are going to drink beer, there's some best practices to doing it the most healthy way. The smooth, deep finish of a dark malt beer develops during the same high temperature roasting process that fuels the formation of antioxidants. And I've got an interesting quote from a Dr. Joe Vinson, who's a researcher at the University of Scranton, and he conducted a 2003 study that showed that stouts, porters, and browns contain more than twice the antioxidants of lagers on average. Here's what he had to say. Dark beers are loaded with them. The antioxidants in beers are better at reacting with free radicals than the ones in antioxidant vitamin pills. So that's interesting. So that would indicate if you are going to drink beer, drink the good stuff. Put down that Bud Light, that Coors Light, put down that Corona for sure, and drink some high-quality microbrewed beer, drink some European beer, especially Belgians. The Belgians just make the most amazing beer. I'm going to visit Belgium at some point for that purpose alone. One of the reasons why Eastern European beers and Microbrewery beers are superior is that they are brewed with all these different natural ingredients and fruits and things that add healthy antioxidants to the beer. And Dr. Vincent is indicating that that's really good for us. Another concern with beer is that most beer has high levels of gluten in it, especially the grain beers. So you want to stay away from the grain beers and you want to have more of the barley beers. What are some examples of that? Red Bridge by Anheuser-Busch is a good gluten-free beer. Bard's Tail is a good barley beer. If you shop at Whole Foods, they will usually have a section where they showcase gluten-free or low-gluten beer brands. I found a gluten-free beer brand that I'm really excited to try, and I recommend you guys look them up. They're called New Planet Gluten-Free Beer, and they're actually located here in Colorado, the same place I live. And Colorado is the Napa Valley of microbrewery beer brands. We create the best microbrewery beer in the entire United States. So if microbrewery beer comes he comes from Colorado, it's worth trying out. New Planet has a light ale. They have raspberry beer. That sounds amazing. Just imagine all the antioxidants in that. And they also have a pale ale that looks really delicious. One of my other favorite types of liquor that's far more healthy than beer is red wine. And red wine has got some really good things in it. It has reservatrol, which is whenever you hear people in the red wine industry commercially telling you about how red wine is good for your heart, that's because of the reservatrol. The reservatrol 
is also a DNA repair mechanism. So when you think about that damage that's being done to your DNA by the acetylhyde, resveratrol will come back along and fix that for you. Red wine is high in antioxidants and it also contains a lot of the phytochemical anthocyanin, which is a enabler of neuroplasticity. And you know here at Limitless Mindset, we are big fans of neuroplasticity. I actually drink red wine as a cocktail. I like to take a glass of red wine and fill it up halfway with red wine and then fill up the other half with green tea. And this is really delicious tons of antioxidants in it because again I want for my DNA to be protected from that acetylhyde but it's really delicious and the caffeine in the green tea perks you up a little bit and sometimes red wine puts you to sleep a little bit so it gets you in more of that social mood and the flavonoids in the green tea are also going to make you a little bit more creative and articulate which I think is a pretty awesome combination red wine can be pretty affordable here's a neuro hack for extracting the maximum amount of pleasure and enjoyment from your drinking so the reason why drinking is pleasurable and enjoyable is that alcohol is a stimuli that releases dopamine and serotonin. Now those of you who listen to this podcast know that the funny thing about serotonin and dopamine is that it can be released in anticipation of a pleasurable event. In fact, anticipation of a pleasurable event can release just as much serotonin and dopamine in your mind as the actual event itself. So I would encourage you that when you are going out to drink, start experiencing the benefits before you go out drinking while you're on the way to the bar in a taxi cab. Imagine what the alcohol is tasting like. Visualize a delicious drink in its cup. Imagine hanging out with your friends and having a great time. And then as you are drinking, do this. Smell your drink twice for every time that you actually take a drink. This accomplishes a couple of things. First of all, you're smelling the drink, so you're giving your mind kind of like a teaser as to how enjoyable and pleasurable the drink is going to be, which releases more serotonin and dopamine. And what you're also doing is you're slowing down your drinking a little bit, because when you're out with people, maybe even if you're feeling a little bit nervous or if you're feeling a little bit stressed, there's a tendency to drink more, which is not going to be good for you. Once you get over three drinks, you're pushing the boundary of what's healthy drinking. So if you force yourself to casually smell your drink twice for each time that you actually take a sip from it, then you're going to slow down your drinking to a little bit more of a healthy pace and you're going to extract more enjoyment out of you. Now someone might notice you doing this, in which case share this neurohack with them and it'll make you look really, really smart. 
Let's talk now about some really fun cocktail toasts that are very original that you can use to liven up whatever party you're in. So for the first time ever on this podcast, I will reveal the most clever cocktail toast ever. And those of you who have Googled me have already know this very well. And it is, raise your glasses. Here's to living famously, drinking dangerously, lying audaciously. And to the friends who forgive us for doing so. Now, one of my favorite words in that toast is the word audacious. And the word audacious actually has a very interesting history behind it. It was originally said by a Roman poet who said, Adasis fortania huvat. And that was something that Julius Caesar started saying. And what that means, a lot of you know what that means, that means fortune favors the bold. And so they believed that fortune was actually a, a metaphysical force in their society. They believed that fortune was a goddess and that if you were more bold and ambitious about going for things and you took bigger risks when you were shooting for bigger goals in life, then this metaphysical force, fortuna, would be there. To help you. And that's what Julius Caesar would say also. And so I think it's a cool word that comes from a man who is bold enough to conquer the, the known world at the time. The next toast, and this is the most clever cocktail toast of 2011, is you raise your glass and you say, here's to the best of vices and to the worst of vices. May I one day know the difference. And then the most clever toast for 2012 is a little bit shorter. It's raise your glasses. Here's to embracing the fleeting moment. So have fun with those. Thanks again for listening. To summarize, the three steps of biohacking boozing are to block the conversion of alcohol into acetylhyde, detoxify your liver, and then clean up the mycotoxins that are in your system afterwards. And you want to drink more vodka, more gin, and more red wine, as opposed to your beers and your darker liquors. I encourage you before you have another drink, and before you are ever again hung over, please head on over to our website. And in the show notes for this episode, I have links to the five supplements that will biohack your boozing. The links I have to vitamin C, N-acetylcysteine, vitamin B1, alpha lipoic acid, liposuchal glutathione and activated charcoal are the highest quality, highest reviewed on Amazon, but most economically sized packages of those different supplements that I could find out there on the internet. So if the sizes and doses of the products that I link to don't work for you, that's fine. Just make sure that when you are drinking, you have those supplements in your system.
legal notices. If you or someone you know developed or created a concept, piece of content, or idea shared on this show, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com so we can mention them in the show notes or provide a backlink. We want to give credit where credit is due. As a listener to the Limitless Mindset Podcast, we hope you have and practice common sense. However, since some of the content covered in this show deals with subjects of a health, legal, or business nature, this show is for entertainment purposes. If you need recommendations of doctors, nutritionists, or attorneys to consult before making decisions that may have health or legal repercussions, please email us at info at limitlessmindset.com mindset.com 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 mindset.com